Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And on this HR Chat, we're going to talk about how the role of HR is changing and the reasons to upskill your HR teams. My guest this time is Eric Van Volpen, founder of the Academy to Innovate HR. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bill. Very glad to be here. Eric, why don't we start by uh, you telling our listeners a bit more about your, your, yourself, your career background and, uh, and the genesis of Academy to Innovate HR. Yeah, sure. Um, so I started uh, AIHR, the Academy to Innovate HR, about five years ago. Um, and uh, prior to that, um, I, I worked a bit and I, I studied a whole lot. Um, I've always been very passionate about, about learning and about HR. Um, in my studies, I, I studied, uh, I did a bachelor's in, in law and a, a bachelor's in psychology. And I've always been really fascinated about what drives people. So, you know, the, the fact that, you know, person A in, in a situation can act and react totally different compared to person B in the same situation, I've always found that really, really fascinating. Um, so, so during my, uh, my, my studies in, in psychology, I, I try to figure that out, you know, what, what predicts human behavior and, and what predicts human behavior in the context of work, which I found a, a, a most fascinating. Um, and I think an, an interesting story to to share about that um, is when I was was stu- doing both bachelors. Um, there was a case that I got as a as a psychology student, where the, the the professor was gave us a case study, and he said, you know, there's a there's this pilot. Um, tomorrow he has to fly from from Europe to Asia. It's a long haul flight, um, but the night before his dog passed away, and uh, um, there was a few issues. And then in the end, he he went on the flight that tired, and he crashed the airplane. And then the psychology professor said, you know, whose fault was it? Who is responsible for this accident? And then all my peers in in psychology started talking, you know, he didn't sleep that well and that will affect his performance. He uh, um, wasn't sure about the control buttons in the airplane that, you know, would have affected and and increased the likelihood of an accident and his communication with the co-pilot wasn't that good. And I was sitting there and thinking, you know, psychology students, you know, and uh, a lot of HR professionals, of course, are, are similar to psychology students. They, uh, they 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 look at problem in this way. But if I would sit here with my law students, you know, they would answer the question, "Who's responsible?" with a very straight answer: the airline company, of course. So I, I was sitting there and, and realizing that that in psychology we we look at the world uh, uh, from one perspective, but there's a lot more perspectives uh, 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 when it comes to looking at an organization. Um, so from uh, after finishing my, my bachelor's in psychology, I did a, a master's in, in organizational psychology and then a second master's in business administration, where I really try to figure out, you know, if we look at a business from a business perspective, does then the, the stuff that we do in HR make, you know, equal sense or are there some, uh, some things we should keep in, uh, keep in mind? And that combination really inspired me to, uh, to, to, to advance with, with AIHR. The combination between, on the one hand, the, the processes, you know, the, 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 the differences between people and uh, on the other hand, you know, trying to achieve business outcomes and how can you link those two and create a high-performance HR organization that in the end drives, uh, drives the business. Um, that's that. That's where I was coming from, and before I uh, b- before I founded AIHR. This podcast episode is sponsored by Virgin Pulse, the number one global employee well being solution provider. 
supporting seven and a half million members in 20 languages across 190 countries. Virgin Pulse offers solutions that deliver on their home base for health vision of simplifying and unifying other point products into a better together ecosystem and transform the mental, physical, financial, social, community, and emotional health of organizations and their people. You can learn more at virginpulse.com. Now I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the, the first IAHR online HR course was launched, uh, I think it was March 2017. And you now have a global community, Eric, of what is it, like two and a half million practitioners? So yeah. maybe maybe tell the listeners a bit about them. Uh, who are they and why do they come to IAHR? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'll, I'll take a step back and I'll explain a bit what, what AIHR is. Um, I, 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 we started AIHR in, in uh, 2016, so a, a year before we launched our first course. And we started it to, to write about, about people analytics and data-driven HR. Um, I, I had this fantastic passion and I, I really wanted to do something in HR. And I ran into my, my, my business partner, Nando Steenhouse, who, who really wants to, to, to build a cool company. And together we clicked very well and we decided, hey, let's, let's, let's start to build this community about uh, practitioners who, who want to, to get involved in, in human resource management, but more from a data perspective. So we started a, a blog about people analytics, started writing a lot about it. Um, it got picked up internationally um, quite quite quickly. We grew the audience very rapidly, and then people started reaching out to us saying, "You know, that's very interesting that you that you write an article, and I love to read a few articles of you, but I, I want to learn more. You know, is there a place where I can learn more?" And we got that question one time, two times, five times, ten times, and then at some point, uh, um, uh, my business partner and I we looked at each other and we said, "You know, maybe we should just go into the training space and make a training for all these." These readers that now really want to want want to learn more about it, so that's when we started with one training, and uh, um, that that was indeed in March 2017, um, and and now at the moment we're at uh, yeah I think 25 uh, maybe even 30 trainings. I I I don't know the exact number anymore, um, but we have this fantastic community of indeed millions of of HR practitioners that that that, that visit us uh, every every year. I think four million or so. Uh, it, it'll be this year um, in in 2020. And, and most of them are um, HR professionals working in large uh, corporate organizations um, looking to looking to upskill. Um, but what, what we see in HR is that there's a, a big gap uh, when it comes to, 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 to certain future-oriented skills. Um, think about uh, people analytics. I mentioned already digital skills, and I, I, I can dive into some more details if, if, if that's interesting, Bill. Um, but these 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 future oriented skills, there's a there's a big skill gap. And and what we do with uh, our our practitioners or the 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 the, the, the students that come to our platform, um, we upskill them in 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 these skills. And and in terms of customers. Um, customers include uh, uh, an organization like the United Nations, uh, an, an organization like Comcast that we upskill. And I think in, in total, we have over 200 of the Fortune 500 um, um, uh, working with us, either with a, a, you know, a, a single seat or a, a, a company-wide seat where they have, have thousands or sometimes more than a thousand HR practitioners uh, who come to us, who get their training and who... who who learn practical skills that they can apply the next day in in their career, and that can help them advance the organization, advance their HR practices, and advance their own uh, their own career. 
and these 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 people are from you know from the from from the US mostly uh, most of our students are based in the US um, but also uh, Canada the UK the rest of Europe uh, the Middle East Southeast Asia so it's a truly global audience which i think is very interesting because the 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 desire to upskill the desire to learn and to 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 learn these future oriented skills um is is a global phenomenon that that we see all over the world okay wonderful thank you i would like actually to probe you a bit more when it comes to those skills um, maybe you can spell out for our audience what those skills are that practicing HR pros say that they they most need right now to stay relevant. And, and um, maybe maybe you could also add a bit more why they need to stay relevant. You know, what what are those fears being augmented by AI, for example, is, is one that I hear of a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. That's uh, that, that's definitely one of the uh, one of the potential threats uh, towards the. Oh, no, not even so far future actually um so i i, I think to, to answer this question I, I i would challenge the listener to uh uh you know to to compare the 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 the, the job vacancy of an hr business partner position uh today with a, a similar you know hr business partner position 10 years ago or maybe even five years ago and then you'll see some some key differences in the the job description today that you won't find five years ago and I, I think they, they boil down to three areas. Um, the, the first one is, is data literacy or, or data-driven uh, people analytics, depending on the, on the terminology. Um, there's a real need for today's HR business partners, for the, today's HR professionals to understand data, to be able to work with data, to quantify what's happening in the workplace and translate that to to you know, translate their HR data to the data of the business and to use that data to make more evidence-based, uh, data-driven decisions. I think that's the first of, of three key areas that, that we are seeing. Then the, the second area is, and that's, that's probably the, the, the oldest skill of them all, is business acumen. Do you, as an HR professional, have a profound understanding of the, the business you're working in, of the strategy of the business, and of the external environment the competition that uh, your business is competing with do you know what distinguishes your business from the rest having that kind of understanding will make you a very viable sparring partner of the business that you need that understanding that business acumen in order to be um to be a true value adding partner of the business to be a true business partner in the end you know what's in the name and then the third element is about digital integration. You mentioned it, you know, a AI is coming. Um, there's a lot of technology. I think that the prevalence of AI in HR is um, not, not, not to uh, confuse with the, with, with the name AIHR, but the, 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 the functional use of artificial intelligence in HR is still relatively limited. Um, but there are a lot of opportunities if we look in the technology corner, if we look at automation, uh, digital skills. Um, and as today's HR professionals, we need to be aware of, you know, the technology that's, that's, that's happening, that's, that's um, uh, being invented around us. And we need to think how can we leverage that technology in order to make our HR processes more efficient, um, uh, to to reach our HR goals, to reach our HR strategy, and to in the end boost the business, enable the business to create impact. And I think those are the three key areas: so it's data literacy, business acumen, and and this digital integration. Okay, we can have a whole separate 
uh, podcast around how easy it is to teach business acumen, uh, you know, but uh, nature versus nurture. But we won't. Uh, instead, I'd, I'd love if you're if you're able to maybe share some examples, uh, name drop some companies if you can. If not, talk in general to, to hear some examples from you. Then, in, in terms of where companies are using this new set of skills and are upskilling their HR teams to to make an impact to the business. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and most of our customers uh, come to us um, with, with for, for, for a few uh, specific reasons. Um, uh, oftentimes, they have an HR business partner population that's you know that that that's doing a good good job, um, but their their um, the, the 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 current demands, the demands of today, uh, have changed from the demands five years ago. Um, and and upskilling that HR business partner population is is one of the key projects that we that that we do with a lot of uh, uh, with a lot of different organizations. Uh, one example is a is a, uh, um, a fast moving consumer goods uh, goods company, and um, they had this challenge, or uh, they're they're in the process now. Uh, uh, they're they're having a less and less of this challenge. Uh, they they have this challenge of their HR business partners. Um, um, they're they're on point, but they're not leveraging. Uh, um, um, data and digital tools in order to 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 um, um, be most more effective in their work. So they came to us saying, "Hey, we have this this challenge. We want to be a more data driven company, and we want to um, uh, uh, drive business acumen, which, as you rightfully said, is is hard to train. It's hard to improve, but it is improvable. Uh, that, that's something I'm convinced of. Um, and they said, hey, can we have a, uh, you know, is there a way where we can upskill our HR business partners on the one hand in identifying those core business issues where they should add value to the to the business and then to find ways where they can uh, leverage data, leverage the insights that we are already creating in uh, in our organization in order to create more business value. So that's then a process that we that we uh, are now going in with this with this specific company and we take them through that uh, through that course. Um, uh, another company that we're that we're working with um, uh, is is in the uh, engineering field, um, uh, and and they, they they approach us saying, hey, we want to upskill. You know, this is our 2025 vision. We want to upskill the full organization. How do we do that? And then we take these organizations through a a, a process that we have where we identify, you know, where do you want to go, and then what are the steps that you want to take to get there. And then we we we, we work with them as an as a knowledge partner, and we we help them upskill them. That, that their workforce, so their HR workforce specifically. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to hear from you now around what you would say that the role of HR and HR departments should be in the next year. I mean, thing, thing, it's just been such a difficult year, right? And uh, mm. we, we sort of we sort of know where, <laughs> when we're going to be out of it, but we all think that sometime next year in 2021 we will be through the other side, and and therefore we'll be getting back to normal whatever that new normal will be at that point. Um, but but what, what do you think is next for HR? From, from a people analytics lens, Eric, what, what are your predictions regarding of HR pros in 2021 and beyond? Or should we say, should we really be talking about 2022 and beyond and, and assume that 2021 is going to be about firefighting and trying to get back to normal? Yeah, that, that 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 that's an excellent question. I I think it, it's important to 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 realize that uh, I think some of the skills that 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 we need in this this 2021 firefighting will probably also spill over to 2022. 
Um, a, a very, very good example is, you know, conducting HR in times of Corona. Yes, at the moment, a lot of people are working from home, uh, probably just like a, like, like you and I, uh, uh, Bill, we just spoke about it before the interview. You know, we're working from home and this requires um, th- m- multiple things. Um, and that's that's relevant for, for 2021, but I think also beyond. If we if we look at today's organizations, a lot of organizations uh, have already stated, like like Twitter, like Microsoft, we're moving towards you know a, a fully remote or to a, a, a blended blended approach where you know employees, if they want to work from home, also after the, uh, uh, the the Corona situation, they can work from home. So some of these 2021 uh, skills, I think, will be relevant even even after 2020 uh, after next year only um so that's that's you know how do you deal with people when they uh, uh, how do you manage people when they uh, work remotely on the one hand that work-life balance you know once you're sitting behind your computer it's very hard to separate from it and enjoy the rest of your life which you know might be happening in the same room so this making this a better separation between work and life i think uh, uh, is very important will only become more important also after 2021 um, but also the management practices. How do you manage people, you know, who are not physically in the office, um, but who are working from home? And I think that's also a key challenge that HR needs to uh, is already trying to tackle, uh, but but can learn a lot more uh, in when it's when it comes to tackling that. I think another element is is uh, reskilling in line with the organizational strategy. Um, and, and creating more of a learning organization, not only in HR but also organization-wide. Uh, innovation is 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 top of top of mind for a lot of uh, CEOs for a lot of organizations. How can HR enable the organization to learn in a better way? Um, I think an, another element looking forward is 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 about effortless shared services. Uh, wherein a lot of HR organizations are shared service department is still uh, requires a lot of manual work. Um, with today's digital technologies, we can start to automate a lot of that work. And, and some organizations are already doing a fantastic job in it. Um, but, but you know, I- improving that, uh, uh, making an, an effortless shared service unit where the, the HR professional who's now mostly um, involved in administrative efforts can then, you know, create more value adding services i think that's that that's another trend that we'll see more and more of and and organizations will become more and more aware of that um and then i I think a a fourth trend would be um i I would call it acing analytics a lot of organizations are now starting have in the past uh, invested in analytics um it's still hard to get the full value of your your people analytics i think that's also a a topic that we'll see more uh, more of i think that the the last item that that uh, i I hope we'll see more of is is a more and more purpose-driven organization I think that's a that, that's a trend we're seeing and and a trend where HR can also play a play a crucial role in. Awesome. And to get to most of those, or to achieve most of those goals, in, involves um, ha- having the having the skills, of course. Um, in sixty seconds or less, Eric, I uh, I, I like to challenge my guests sometimes and switch it up. Into- <laughs> sixty seconds or less, then, uh, when it comes to upskilling their teams, where, where should HR departments start? Yeah, that, that that's an excellent question, and uh, I'll start a timer on my end. Um, so, so f- first of all, an a- HR organization needs to understand their HR strategic priorities. 
um, uh, which are usually linked to the business. But that, that's oftentimes an, uh, that, 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 that's a perfect first step. Um, then the next once you know your strategic priorities, you know where you want to go in, in 2025 or in the next couple of years, you need to specify, hey, you know, where are we standing at the moment and what are the, 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 the skills that we need in order to get in that, to that future state? Um, and that, that's essentially the, 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 the gap analysis that you, that you do in order to identify, hey, what is, the, what is the gap that we need to work on in order to, to reach that future vision? Um, and then the, the, the process that we usually go through is we, we, we select different target audiences in the organization. So your HR business partner may have very different requirements from, you know, your, your uh, uh, center of excellence or center of expertise uh, specialist. So learning and development specialist may, ha may have a, a very different uh, need from an, a, a DNI specialist. Um, and, and you need to map those personas. You need to develop the learning journeys for those different personas, uh, draft an implementation plan, and then, you know, we can deliver the training. And then it's not about, you know, uh, just, just, just uh, infusing, uh, like you implied in the, in, in the previous question, you know, it's just having the knowledge and then it will be fine. It's about, you know, having the knowledge, uh, um, uh, doing a lot of practical exercises, going, um, uh, getting the skills that are, you know, a result of that knowledge and then over time build in the experience to you know practically apply it every day in your uh, uh, in your organization so it's 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 really about that continuous process of, of knowledge acquisition applying it through very practical courses and then you know building the experience and then making the next step and then the next step and then the next step that's an iterative journey that you that you go through in order to improve your uh, improve your skills okay and for those people who want to improve their skills in even more ways and uh maybe improve their networks as well how can they get in contact with you how can they connect with you personally to maybe pick your brains about things from time to time are you on linkedin are you on twitter where else can we find you but also how can our listeners find out more about all the cool things happening over at aihr yeah, of course. Um, so you can always connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Eric van Vulpen. Uh, just type it in, and uh, I hope by now I'm uh, uh, the, the, the top one uh, uh, on the list. So uh, that, that's fairly easy. Um, to find more information about AIHR, go to aihr.com, um, and, and on the website you'll find the the core competencies that I that I spoke about. We we offer learning programs for all those uh, core competencies, so uh, digitally driven um, uh, the, the 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 data data literacy, uh, but also business acumen, and besides those core capabilities, also the functional capabilities in HR. So whether it's organizational development, diversity and inclusion, uh, talent acquisition. Position, uh, whatever COE you're active in in HR, uh, uh, we either have content on it or we're building content on it, and and your upskilling journey can start there, and 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 that's the uh, a fantastic first step. So that that's aihr.com, uh, just four letters. So uh, that that that's an that's a very easy start, Bill. That's a pretty expensive domain, I would imagine. But that's a that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> that, 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 that journey to getting that domain uh, justifies a, a whole different podcast. That's a, a story I, I I've never shared. But yeah, that's a that that, that was an interesting journey. <laughs> okay, well there we go. That, that's our excuse to get back on and do another one of these pretty soon. Just there. Um, but for today, that just leads me to say, Eric, thank you very much for joining me. On this my show. pleasure, Bill. Thank you very much for having me. And listeners, until next time, as always, stay safe and happy working. 
Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.